Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You know, I listen to Bickley and Murata. Terrific show, by the way. I really enjoy it. Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sportsman. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bigly and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bigly and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, Valley sports fans. How is everybody doing today? Am I coming in hot, Vinny? What's going on? I think my headphones were just way too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you not coming in hot? How about that? Vinny, can you hear me now? Huh? Huh? Hey? <laughs> Good morning. I'll get everybody well, up, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Right. I'm awake. I know you Woo-hoo, are. Ready to exactly. go. Yeah, not a victory Monday. Is it a black Monday? For a certain head coach in the Valley. That's really kind of the underlying. Now, we all assume that it's not. I think the safe bet is it is not. But you never know about these things. You, Yeah, I mean, at the timing of this, you know, with the late buy, with everything, there's a possibility, I guess. Yeah. I would... If I was a betting man, I would bet a lot of money that it ain't happening. It is. It is Cyber Monday though, so maybe they can get a deal on a buyout <laughs> or a, yeah. That a, is true. It is. It is. That's right. Three shipping. Off. Yeah. Fascinating weekend in sports, huh? Fascinating territorial cup. Fascinating World Cup action. Yeah. Fascinating day in college football. It was like nonstop sports yeah, for like great. four straight it days. Was really was. It was great. Uh, by the way, to the two Wildcats on the staff, congratulations. Uh-huh. Tip to the cap. Bick and I were talking about it. That's what you can hope for. When two crappy teams get together, at least let's have a good game. It was entertaining. And it was a very entertaining football yes, game. And congratulations. U of A barely, barely defeated the worst ASAU team in history. <laughs> At home, <laughs> but it was it was an entertaining game. Definitely a fun game. And I don't want to sound like I'm sugarcoating it or or you know passing it off as not an accomplishment. Hey, you get the cup, you get the spoils, mm-hmm. you, you get all those rights that come along with it. I'm kind of glad though that that was like a definitive close the book door on the Herm Edwards era. ASU doesn't even have the cup to cling to now. It's square one. Get to work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I kind of buy that. Yeah, I got oh, that good. sense from a I lot of ASU fans. I thought you guys were going to rip me for that. No, no. <laughs> I think I think a lot of ASU fans are on page with that because so many of them are so happy with this new hire that it's like, all right, forgot the teacup. Yeah. On to the next thing. Yeah. The teacup. Yeah. yeah. How about that? All right. Start the show, Jared. Let's get this thing rolling. The splash, splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The splash. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Yep, another week, another loss for the Arizona Cardinals. This one, a tough one, a 25-24 defeat at the hands of the Los Angeles Chargers. Cardinals led 24-17. 
and had three offensive possessions to try to ice the game, but had three three and outs. That kept the door open, and Justin Herbert walked through it. He hit Austin Eckler on a one-yard touchdown pass with 15 seconds left and connected with Gerald Everett on the two-point conversion. Chargers got the lead. Cardinals had two desperation plays that amounted to nothing. And now they are 4-8 and eight heading into their bye week. They've lost two straight, four of their last five. They are 1-5 and five at State Farm Stadium. They've got all to, ugly. Yeah, and they've got to win all five games just to, uh, to, to finish with a winning record. We all know that's pretty much not going to happen. Um, this was different in, in the, from the standpoint of that ending. That two-point conversion brought a lot of instant drama to the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I, I was thinking about what because when you I think the second three and out you start thinking this is feeling like maybe an overtime loss and I was like yeah this is Brandon Staley he's not going to overtime if they score so credit to him yeah yeah uh, Cardinals will be back on the field in 13 days to host the Patriots on December 12th elsewhere in the NFC West 49ers strengthened their lead in the NFC West they moved to a seven and four with a 13 nothing win over the Saints first shutout for the 49ers since they beat Washington nine nothing in 2019 and only the second shutout in the league this year. Rams couldn't muster much offense with their backup quarterbacks on the road in Kansas City. They lose to the Chiefs 26-10. Patrick Mahomes threw for 320 yards and a touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. Uh, the Rams now 3-8 and eight, and the Seahawks, you want to talk about a tough loss? They felt it as well. Josh Jacobs ripped off an 86-yard touchdown run in overtime to give the Raiders a 40-34 win over Seattle. Seahawks now 6-5 and five after their second straight loss. Yeah. So it did, yeah. This is so the NFC West is kind of morphing into what we kind of suspected. Yes, the 49ers and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see if the Seahawks can hang on, but yeah, it feels like they're on borrowed time. High scoring affair on Sunday night football, but the Eagles survived a scare from the Green Bay Packers. They won 40 to 33. Philly ripped off 363 yards on the ground. First team in the league to 10 wins for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers threw two picks and left the game in the second half with an oblique injury or a rib injury. Depends on who you believe on that. He was replaced by Jordan Love. Week 12 closes out tonight in Indianapolis. Colts host the Pittsburgh Steelers. That game kicks off at 6-15. College football just days after a Territorial Cup loss to Arizona. The Sun Devils have a new football coach. It's 32-year-old Kenny Dillingham. He is an ASU graduate, served on the Devils coaching staff very early in his career under Todd Graham. He's also coached at Memphis, Florida State, Auburn, and spent this past season as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Oregon. At his introductory press conference, Dillingham emphatically said that interim head coach Sean Aguano will be retained as part of his staff, and that was met with applause. Yeah, this hire seems to be going over very well. He certainly said all the right things oh, in his did. introductory press conference, and, and so here we go. It's it's. Um, I'll tell you that this skill set and this the, the youthful exuberance and, and not having to explain to him what Sun Devil football means, mm-hmm. I, I think that's all good, and I think it's better than the retread route. You know? Yes, absolutely. Forget what Sun Devil football means to explain them what a Sun Devil is. Right. That too. That that didn't even go flying. There was nobody questioning religion at this one. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I I don't know. I'd be down with those devils. uh, I don't know about those devils. No. (laughs) First question that Hode Rubino asked at the press conference, Hode Rubino, devilsdigest.com. I was like, uh oh. (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) I just skated right through it perfectly. 
congratulations to Coach Greg Powers and the ASU hockey team after their 6-5 overtime win over second-ranked Minnesota on Saturday. Highest-ranked team ever beaten by the Sun Devils. Way to go. Uh, Suns ride their four-game winning streak into Sacramento for their first look at the surprising Kings tonight. The Suns enjoyed their post-Thanksgiving weekend with back-to-back home wins over Detroit and Utah with DeAndre Ayton oh, absolutely mercy. dominating. The fifth-year center averaged 28.5 points, 16.5 rebounds in the wins. is on a personal five-game double-double streak. Uh, the Kings are 10-8. and eight. They've lost their last two, including an 18-point road loss at Boston on Friday. Still no Chris Paul for the Suns. He will be missing his 10th consecutive game with the sorest heel oh, in the history of heels. Give him a break. He's day-to-day. Tonight's game uh, gets underway at 8. Pre-game coverage starts at 7.30 uh, on the Arizona Sports app in 98.7. Coyotes fell on the road 4-3 at Minnesota. They fell behind 4-1 in the third. Lawson, Kraus, and J.J. Moser made it uh, close with uh, third-period goals, but the Yotes have lost six of their last seven. They're off until Thursday. They're in the final swing. The final four games of this 14-game road trip starts in L.A. on uh, Thursday. And World Cup action today. One final in. If you don't want to hear the scores, turn your radio down for a little bit. There you go. Cameroon and Serbia played to a 3-3 draw. (laughs) South Korea and Ghana are underway. Uh, Later, it's Brazil and Switzerland and Portugal and Uruguay. The uh, United States team takes on Iran in their final group phase game tomorrow. Man, I watched a lot of football football over the weekend. Yeah? Yeah. World Cup just does it for me. A lot of ties you saw. Well, you know what? There is a lot of that in the preliminary stages. I wonder if anyone has ever done a study on the effect of a society or a country that it isn't just win or lose. That some results can be a tie. That you can walk away from sporting events. Oh, we didn't win, but we didn't lose, and that's just the way it goes. I wish the Chargers felt like that last it's, 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 <laughs> It is a, I will say this, it is a very anti-American stance. It sure is. There's few things I hate There's ties in the NFL, though. I hate them. The London-US or the England-USA game on Friday was a terrific match, but there was no conclusion and people did not know what to do with it. The only conclusion is the Americans have never lost to the English in the World (laughs) Cup, ever! (laughs) Take that! There were people dressed up as George Washington at that game. (laughs) Of course there were. Of course there were. There is your splash from Monday, November 28th. Coming up next, we will dive into the Cardinals' latest loss and maybe its toughest loss of the season to the Chargers next on this big red Monday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings live from the Akchan Community Studios here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Uh, it's always tough. I mean, anytime you lose. So um, I was proud of the effort, you know, bouncing back uh, on a short week. I thought, like I said, we played good enough to win, just didn't make the plays at the end, and they did. And got to give them a lot of credit, give Coach Day a lot of credit for that call at the end. It was a big time call, and they executed it uh, perfectly. That is Cliff Kingsbury. After a 25-24 loss to the Los Angeles Chargers yesterday that sinks the Cardinals to 4-8, and eight, further uh, putting dirt on their coffin, basically. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the, uh, <laughs> for the uh, visceral uh, comparison there. But, um, look, I think the question there that Cliff answered was, is this one tougher than any of the other losses? And I would just, at this point of Cliff Kingsbury's tenure, regardless of what happens in the future, Bick, 
I would just like some some sort of humanity at yeah. the end of it. You know with you. This one does yeah. hurt more. No, that's it. That really is rubbing people the wrong way, particularly yesterday, because it's this continuing acting like, well, we're just a work in progress and we're, we're, we've got to get better. And we've got you're, you're almost through year four that at the time for that is come and gone, my man. And, and so uh, to me, I, I, I felt the exact same thing as as what you just said, that this one hit a little bit different. And that's because I thought for the most most part, the Cardinals did not put a bad football game on the field. I now, don't think so either. Now, now there were some things that kind of reared their head. The play calling was really wonky. And again, the, the way this team operates in tight situations, man, you talk about a self-fulfilling prophecy. It, even at the end of the first half, when Kyler Murray scored that touchdown on that scramble, even the construction of that drive was like, this is not how you do it. You don't just call dinky dunk plays and then scramble and call timeout. There's... Now they were left with a situation where they had 15 seconds left, and now they know timeouts, and it's like, okay, we have just put ourselves in a box in terms of what we can do well, here, and they got away with it then. Absolutely, and that first timeout that they had to burn, the clock wasn't running. It was a dead clock at that point, and, and you're in that situation, and you're chasing points yeah. at the end of the half. That is rule number one. You, you can't burn those timeouts when mm-hmm. the clock is stopped because of disorganization. But that popped up again. So the play calling again. And, you know, the opportunity after the Cardinals went up 10 nothing early, it was following that recipe that I talk about a lot. When mm-hmm. the Cardinals get up by, by double digits, you know, normally that is a recipe for success. And it looked like they were going to do it again. It mm-hmm. looked like they had forced a turnover. There was that weird reversal. We'll get into that during today's show. But. Then the Cardinals' defense failed to keep the Chargers out of the end zone, and at that point, you got a different ball game. Right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so I thought that you know, for for the way the Cardinals came into this game, for the debacle on on in Mexico City on Monday Night Football against the 49ers, and everything that that Sean Coogler incident did to this football team, and I'm sure there's still a lot of confusion how he can be there one day and just gone the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I thought the football team came out with with an urgency and a. Death Desperation you generally don't see from them to start a football game. And so they were responsive and they were professional. Maybe they were rallying around the return of Kyler Murray or the, the return of Hollywood Brown or, or you name it. But they got up 10 zip. And, and I thought, OK, th- this is actually not a bad football game. This team is piecing together. And Kyler Murray looked like he was getting the ball out faster. He wasn't holding it too long. Mm-hmm. He was making some plays with his legs. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins was making a couple of things happen. And you thought, OK. And then for the Chargers to just keep getting a crack and a crack and a crack at it, and then to come through the way they did at the very end, and then punctuate it with a two-point conversion, it almost felt like the Chargers did to the Cardinals what the Cardinals did to the Raiders uh, in a weird kind of way. Mm-hmm. Not as dramatic, but kind of still kind of felt like they just reached in and stole it right yeah. at the very end. A team that feels like they're in command for 57, 58 minutes of a 60-minute football yeah. game, and they end up losing it. That's, yeah. that's what it felt like to yeah. me, too. So it, it's, you know, and it's like, I, I don't even know, I don't know what the emotional uh, temperature of the fan base is. I don't know whether it's... <laughs> I do. I, do you? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's as much anger as it is just resignation. I think there's a healthy dose of okay. both. I, I think you have the resigned group and I think you have, and look, I, I'm not going to say this is any different I've worked in this city long enough to know that when things go badly, and it doesn't matter what the team is, Mm -hmm. the fan base largely will cry out very loudly for big-time changes to me. They want blood. They want jobs. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. 
I, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be determined in the last five weeks. I know people will, some people will say on a day like today, Bick, well, they're not going to do it now, but they'll fire Cliff Kingsbury at the end of the season. I'm not sure that's the case either. Well, okay, listen, I, I, I think that my, my gut instinct on this is if this just kind of plays out the way it's been playing out, it really feels to me like Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, they're broken. And it, it, I don't think, I don't think as much, contrary to Ian Rappaport's pregame report about how they had a kind of a come to Jesus meeting and everyone got on the same page. I don't know about that. I really, it, it doesn't feel that way. And it, and, and I think anybody who is really objective about this, you see how limited this head coach is and you see how limited the system is. And again, you're just, you're just wasting years. Until the time when you're going to have to do it. And the sad thing is, I've been saying it for two years. For two years, I've been saying this. And so to me now, it's it feels like they're going to ride this thing through the end of the season. And, and if there is going to be a change, it's going to be GM and, and head coach. Because it can't be one and not the other anymore. And, and, and this, is the, this is the reconciliation that the owner is going to have to have with this football team. What am I? What am I going to tolerate? What do I value? Mm. And and they're heavy questions, but but to me, that's why that's why firing the head coach now. It I I just don't think it. I don't think it's in the cards. Do you think Steve Kime having to go alongside Cliff Kingsbury is kind of saving Cliff's job? Because, like you just said, Michael Bidwell would have to let go of both of them. Both yeah, of them are well, on a new contract. I've, well, that's I've, what we think from the outside. Yeah. I mean, are you going to empower – let's say they no. do want to make a coaching change. Are you going to empower a GM who's got one playoff win in 10 years to make a fourth coaching hire? That's what I'm saying. You can't keep him and, and the if draft, Cliff is gone. And the draft history, I mean, the Trey McBride thing came to the surface again yesterday. So, to, mm-hmm. but, but to me, Sarah, to answer your question, the, the, relation, the relationship between Michael Bidwill and Steve Kime, I think, was an impetus for both of them getting those extensions. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think the owner wanted either on a hot seat this year in a best-case scenario. In case the bottom fell out of the tub, which it clearly has. It's going to be interesting because, yeah, the fan base, public perception matters. And and this the Sean Payton thing that is out there now, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the perfect solution for this quarterback. I wonder if they would have missed that two-point conversion, what the feeling would have been like today. If, if, any, mm-hmm. if the Cardinals fans would have clung to any... Hope for the season, hope for the future. I think, yeah, I, th- I think that victories do matter, and I think they do affect the city's mood. I mean, the Cardinals, in the midst of a dreadful season, beat the uh, the former team known as the Redskins, and then a couple of days later won a referendum for their stadium. Mm-hmm. And people will tell you that gave them a little boost, not a dramatic one, but a little one. So I don't know where this whole thing is going. I do know that that typically... NFL teams will use a bye week to make a change, um, just to change up the energy. If they know the head coach is done and and things are are beyond repair, this is generally the time when NFL teams will make a change to bring a fresh energy to to. So so the rest of the season just isn't sleepwalking the same, right? Is there? I mean, I was trying to rack my brain. Other than Larry Fitzgerald, are there any current broadcasters? Who uh, could could be plucked to be an intern? Well, I don't know. I can think of one, maybe. The uh, but here's the thing too: if you fire Cliff Kingsbury, 
and say you promote Vance Joseph, you're already down three assistant coaches. Do you have enough staff? coaches to even do That's the job? So I was, yeah, I was going to say that too. Who's running the offense? <laughs> Oh, lots, lots of questions, uh, lots of reaction, and we'll have it all day for you here on Big Red Monday. Uh, do you know a high, a high school student with great character deserving of a $10,000 scholarship? We want to hear about them and how they make an impact on our community. Just text character to 620-620 and share their story. Uh, text character to 620-620. It's character counts. Coming up next, uh, as we do on Mondays, we'll relive all the action from Sunday. Cardinals lost to the Chargers. Big Red reacts straight ahead. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bigley and Murata mornings. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wicopa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets four diamond splendor. Cardinals would win the coin toss yesterday, and I like to defer, so it was Chargers with the first crack. They would end up punting on their first possession. Cardinals took over at their own 12-yard line, and things looked pretty buttoned up early offensively. An 11-yard play on first down. James Connors' first carry of the game, 18 yards. So give it to Connor again, right? Well, they did. The results weren't great. Takes the snap. Hand off Connor running left. Another hole, 45. And up to midfield. Fumble the ball, though. And it's recovered by the Chargers in Cardinal territory at the 48-yard line. There is a penalty marker down. It was recovered by Sebastian Joseph Day. That flag was on the Cardinals, so Chargers would take over, but they'd go three and out. Cardinals take over on their next possession at the 18-yard line. The offense still humming. Uh, in fact, they would have face a third and five at the Chargers' 33-yard line and one of the best-looking pass plays we've seen this year from the Cardinals' offense. Chargers showing blitz. They back off. Murray back to pass. Flag down. Pass over the middle. Caught at the 20 and a broken tackle. Hop is loose at the 10, at the 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown. This will likely stand. It looked like the Chargers were offside. Again, Murray getting rid of it quickly, being decisive, and letting his playmaker do the rest. The 34-yard catch and run for a score by Hop. Matt Prater would add the extra point. The Cardinals on the board first. Good start offensively. Uh, Chargers would then again punt on their next possession to the Cardinals, who took over at the Chargers' 44-yard line, a possession that would take them into the second quarter. Uh, facing a fourth and six at the Chargers' 25-yard line, Matt Prater kicked a 43-yard field goal. 10 nothing. This is a pivotal point in the game. Yep. Cardinals can really stamp it, and it looked like they did uh, with a uh, turnover by Joshua Palmer of the Chargers. Takes the snap. Play action again. Herbert throws over the middle. Caught by Palmer in Cardinal territory at the 40. Bubble the ball. It's loose, but recovered. It looks like by the Chargers at the 38-yard line. Ball was coming out. The ruling on the field has been changed to a fumble recovered by the offense number 83. It'll be Los Angeles' ball, first and ten. Okay. Please set the game clock to 12 minutes, please. That was a very confusing play because as Dave Pash described it, it looked like the Chargers got that fumble. They then signaled Cardinal ball that Trayvon Mullen got it. 
And correct me if I'm wrong. They went to a commercial break and came back after the commercial break and made that reversal, correct? Yeah. 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 In in watching the replays before the ruling, it really looked like um looked like it looked like Trayvon went in there and took the ball away yes. from Michael Bandy of the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The explanation after the game that Michael Bandy, by first corralling the ball on the ground, that makes him down the minute that happens. Okay, I guess that's hard to argue with. The eyes told a different story. The eyes look like that should have been the Cardinals football. Yeah, then, and then if that's the case, and it was clearly initially recovered by Bandy, why are they letting that go on at the end of the... And that's Whatever. legendary that, stuff. It, what right. happens in the pile happens in the pile, right? right? Exactly. exactly. It, it was a little confusing. Chargers retained possession, and they would make it hurt. Uh, first and goal at the Cardinals' two-yard line. Allen in motion right to left. Snap to Herbert. Going to throw to Allen left side. Caught for a touchdown. Keenan Allen's first touchdown of the season. Only a 11 catches on the year coming in because of injuries. He's back and comes through to get the Chargers on the board with 8.51 to go in the half. 10-6 Arizona. Dicker the kicker would tack on the extra point to make it 10-7 Cardinals. Is he just following the Cardinals he, around this year? Seems to be. Yeah, they, they're, they're going to play McCaffrey three times this year. Maybe, who knows, they'll play uh, Dicker three times with three different teams. We shall see. Uh, big drive then for the Cardinals. They take over at their own 25-yard line. They're facing a third and one at their own 34-yard line. At this point of the game, James Conner was running through the Chargers' defense like, I, I use whatever <laughs> whatever metaphor, simile you want to use. He was having a lot of success. Third and one, Kyler Murray goes around the right end, gets no gain. Fourth and one, what do you do? You give it to, to James Conner, right? No, they throw the football. Snap to Kyler, and he's back to throw left side. Throws a deep ball left side, and it's intercepted at the 42-yard line by Derwin James. Not sure I agree with the decision there to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, I'm sorry, David. I just don't like the call in that situation. Put Kyler Murray under center. You're only fourth and three inches. Yeah, that would turn out to be a huge play. Listen, I I think, I I get new age analytics that it's good to go for it on fourth down, but from your own 34-yard line. Which I think there's there's two things you can debate. That decision, yeah. whether or not to go for it from your 34. And then once you do, throwing the ball. Maybe a higher percentage play. Kyler a guy Murray, that was averaging like eight yards a carry at that point in the Ky- game. Kyler Murray had a had a, a, a laugh out loud line. And I know because I did laugh out loud. I was the only one who was very unprofessional to <laughs> <with> me. <laughs> Kyler he was talking was, about how Kyler they were Murray set up schematically. Asked, asked about that play and if he and if he meant to go to DeAndre Hopkins and he said DeAndre Hopkins was not the target on that play. He said schematically we were kind of bleeped, to which I chortled very loudly. <laughs> Which I heard on the soundbite. <laughs> Chargers take over. It was over. funny. It was it was very honest, it, and it was it was a terrible play call. It was and terrible execution. It was uh, you know perfect marriage there. Chargers take over once again. The turnover uh, they would make it hurt. Justin Herbert throwing another touchdown pass. After Herbert drops back to pass, blitz coming. Herbert steps away from it to his left side, arms it downfield, caught at the ten, far side by Carter into the end zone for the touchdown. Boy, Justin Herbert 
Makes an incredible play that time, and the Chargers take the lead, 13-10 with 4.28 to go in the half. Carter was wide open on that play, but still the throw rolling to his left. Herbert might be the best in football rolling to his left and throwing across his body because of that arm strength. That throw was just a laser beam. He just slings it, man. Yeah. He has got elite arm talent. I don't care what Jarrett says. <laughs> 14-10 at that point. Cardinals take over at their own 25 with 4.28 to go. And they put together a very long drive, 14 plays, 75 yards, and Kyler Murray capped it uh, on a second and goal from the uh, second and three from the Chargers five. Snap to Kyler, back to throw. Now backing up, moving to his left, going to tuck and run at the five, and Murray into the end zone, touchdown! Again, Kyler Murray using his legs to escape the pocket, and the Cardinals retake the lead with 12 seconds to go in the first half. Yeah, that was a big play. Cardinals would get the lead back 17-14 after the Prater extra point. Big because they were receiving the kickoff in the second half. They take over at their own 25-yard line. They drive uh, into Chargers territory. Third and five with the 32. A costly false start penalty made it third and ten. And then another curious call to run there with James Conner, even though he got six yards. On fourth and four, they try a 49-yard field goal from Matt Prater, who had been perfect in his limited duty this year, and he missed a big one. Yeah. Uh, so points uh, left by the wayside there. Chargers take over. They'd get a 26-yard field goal from Cameron Dicker at that point, and it's 17-17. Cardinals take over in a drive that would lead them into the fourth quarter. Again, they get into the red zone, and a pretty play between Kyler Murray and James Conner on a second down and goal. Snap to Murray. Drops back to pass. Looks right. Throws short right. Caught by Conner, and he dives into the end zone for a touchdown. He broke a tackle at the two and then go for Painter, and the Cardinals are back in front, 23-17. Yeah, Kyler uh, with a lot of emotion after that throw, pumping the fist, 24-17, as Dave Pash said. Chargers and Cardinals would then trade punts uh, on three and outs on their next uh, ensuing possessions. Chargers take over, and facing a third and 13 at the 36-yard line, it looked like the defense came up and made a big play again. Shotgun snap to Herbert, straight drop back. Steps up in the pocket, fires left side, and a diving interception made by Zayvon Collins at the 45. Gets up and runs to the 40, to the 35, and tackled there. Zayvon Collins with a huge play, and the Cardinals in business now, already leading by seven. After further review, it's an incomplete pass. The Arizona defender did not have control of the ball when it hit the ground. Okay. This time, um, it was, again, a strange uh, strange reversal. Although I was tweeting about it, about to give Zayvon Collins credit for making an incredible catch, and then I saw the replay before I hit send, and I'm like, I'm not sending that. Oh, <laughs> good job, Vinny. <laughs> uh, this time, the Chargers would not score, though. Yeah. Cardinals would take over. Biggest possession of the game. First and 10 at their own 25-yard line. They go three and out again. Punted to the Chargers. Who took over at the uh, 22-yard line, and um, they end up punting again. Cardinals take over with 2.19 to go. Guess what? Three and out after a, a sack on second down deep in their own territory. They punted back. Chargers take over at 148. they got to be feeling like, wow, they're giving us chance after chance after chance. And this time, with 15 seconds to play, they took advantage of that chance. Herbert takes the snap, play fake, boot to the right. Herbert being chased, throws right, caught by Eckler. He hits the pylon, touchdown. He hit the pylon as he was getting tackled by Isaiah Simmons with 12 seconds left. It is a touchdown because the ball hit the pylon in possession of Eckler, and now an extra point away from tying the game. Although, 
It's Brandon Staley. Would he go for the extra point and the tie or go for the two-point conversion and the win? He went for the latter, and it paid off. Herbert waiting. Takes the shotgun snap. Back to throw. Fires to the right. Caught by Everett for two points in the end zone. The Chargers take the lead 25-24. They did add a little time on the clock prior to that snap, so 15 seconds left and one timeout remaining for the Cardinals who need a miracle. That play to me, Bick, was the perfect wow. combination of a well-designed play by the Chargers and horrible defensive execution by the Cardinals. Yeah, and it's a shame that Isaiah Simmons was the one who got burned on that. Isaiah Simmons came up with a huge sack of Justin Herbert, two possessions prior, that I thought was going to seal the game for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And, man, what an ending that was. Yep. To go for two and to make it look that simple, that hurt. Yeah, Cardinals had two plays of uh, desperation, two incomplete passes for Murray. And that was the final 25-24. Dave Pacheron Wolfley on the calls on the Cardinals radio network. Coming up next, we'll get into the latest edition of pregame weirdness about reporting on the Cardinals' relationships. Uh, this one, juicy again. We'll get into it next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on this Big Red Monday on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Yeah, we've been good. I mean, when you're not winning, obviously everybody's going to be um, a little on edge. But I, I thought he played really well today. And I think uh, moving forward, he'll play at a high level. And um, So I was proud of his effort. There's no tension. I think the... The whole thing from this whole season, you know, it's just been kind of not the way anyone's wanted or wanted it or envisioned it to go. But between me and him, no, we're good. That's uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray both being asked about their relationship. And the reason for that after the uh, 25-24 loss to the Chargers yesterday is because another pregame report, which is becoming mm-hmm. all too uh, all too commonplace for the Cardinals uh, in the last couple of seasons. But Ian Rappaport of NFL Network tweeted out before the game, the Arizona Cardinals quarterback-coach relationship has been tense, but my understanding is Kyler Murray and Coach Cliff Kingsbury spent the last two weeks talking through everything, planning how things will look and focusing on communication. A blessing in disguise is how a source called it. Okay. I just, uh, my head was somewhat spinning at that. Here we go again mm-hmm. with this talk of tension and, and you know relationship quality thereof going you know, on game day. Where is all this stuff coming from? <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a great question. I think you can take a couple of guesses. Yeah, um, I, I don't I, even know if I need a couple. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you could eat one guess. So I so I think when you look at this, I, I you have to ask yourself, okay, really, in the middle of year four, things have gotten so sideways between these two that they kind of had to spend some time repairing this relationship, which is very central because one of the things Cliff Kingsbury was hired to do was to grow. Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. and and if their relationship had gotten to the point where they needed to spend two weeks talking about philosophy, then there's not a lot of growing that's happened, and that, that's a big time failure to me. Uh, both both Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray didn't really want any part of that narrative after the game when asked about it because it, it's. Because it sounds like such a failure to be happening in the midway of year four through a partnership. 
But we've seen that tension on the football field. You can't deny it. We've seen it expressed from from Kyler Murray in the way he has uh, shown up as head coach on a couple of different occasions. We've heard it in Cliff's voice. It's why many people, myself included, thought at a at a very basic level, getting somebody else in Kyler Murray's ear and and getting Cliff Kingsbury out of that loop would be a real good thing for this football team. Let him step back and coach the entire group and let somebody handle the 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 day-to-day um, managing of the quarterback. And and so I, I thought that was kind of interesting. And going into the game, watching the way Kyler Murray was performing, I was actually kind of encouraged. It, it looked like he was kind of – it looked like he had adopted some of the things Colt McCoy was doing, basically getting the ball mm-hmm. out quick and then – also adding on top of that, layering in some 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 plays with his legs, although not nearly enough and not nearly as much as he could, given what we've seen from Jalen Hurts yesterday, given what we've seen from Justin Fields this year, yeah. given what we've seen from Josh Allen. There's a lot of plays that Kyler Murray isn't willing to make with his legs. But I thought it was going, I thought the whole thing was kind of going in the right direction a little bit yesterday. Uh, until, until the stress and the pressures of a tight game kind of revealed the cracks and the flaws in all of this thing. Well, we mentioned this during the Big Red Reacts. The fourth down play in the second quarter. And normally you don't go back to plays in the second quarter as real key, glaring reasons why a team lost. I think it was maybe the biggest play of the game to get a fourth down and one with a running back and an offensive line that looked confident, and it's a patchwork offensive line. Tip of the cap to those guys yesterday. They gave up one sack, and the Cardinals ran for 180 yards. This was not on the offensive line. Uh, but they go for it on fourth down, and they throw a deep pass. And Kyler Murray was asked about it. And, you know, do you use this terminology if everything's okay with you and the play caller? No, it wasn't. That wasn't for Hop, actually. Um, schematically, I mean, they kind of, we, we were kind of. Schematically, we were kind of bleeped. Um, some people in the national media are kind of misconstruing what Kyler Murray had to say. They're They're kind of saying that schematically we are bleeped meaning this whole system yeah. is for the birds he did say we were we were meaning on that play yeah, right but why does that still not come back to the guy who's because how many times have they run that play on fourth and one how they many ran, times they have they run some sort of wide receiver fade yes. throw the ball up and i forget which game it was a couple games ago uh it might have been the rams game they ran the same play to rondale moore on a, a third down and short or a fourth and short and it mm-hmm. and it converted Make no mistake about it; it's still a bad play call. When James and this is this is the kind of thing that is cropped up quite frequently with Cliff Kingsbury. He gets in his own way sometimes. When when the simple is working, he tends to go deeper into his bag, and mm-hmm. we've seen that repeatedly. Or what a lot of people call yeah. getting cute. Getting cute about so, that fourth down play. Cliff Kingsbury said this. I don't. No, I liked um, what we had. They they played it well. I thought we, we'd have a shot, um, but they played it really well and. Uh, so, got to tip your hat to them. Not thinking twice about the fourth down. Well, play. yeah, and it's if 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 DeAndre Hopkins was not the intended target on that play, who was? <laughs> Where were they going with the football? What did you like so much about that play? What did you like so much about the play when the Chargers knew exactly what was coming? And and it ended up going. Obviously, Hopkins was not the first read, but if you're calling a pass play and you have DeAndre Hopkins on your team, why is he not the first option if you're dead set on passing there? 
I mean, I guess that's immaterial, really. Why don't you just tell Kyler Murray, uh, uh, in worst case scenario, I mean, you give the ball to James Conner is what you do. <laughs> I mean, how many times does James Conner get stopped behind the line of scrimmage? Like, never. Oh, the, it's, the, it's the Chargers' silly. run defense at that point of the game yeah. was, a, it was a shambles. Yeah. I've I've tried to I've tried to in my criticisms of this head coach kind of dial out from the individual play, but that was, play calling foibles that was just that was nonsensical. That really to was. Use one of your favorite adjectives. It was daffy. It was daffy. Yeah. It really really was, and it just it, again I I don't from where they were on that foot on the football field to what they called on fourth and one to having the quarterback in the shotgun. It just it just it's maddening. It's absolutely maddening. All of it is. You're right. All added up to a, a one-point loss to the Chargers. Coming up next, Big Red Monday rolls on. We open up the phone lines to get your thoughts on yesterday's game. The team in general at 602-260-9870. Big Red phone straight ahead here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.